Welcome to Beyond the Grid with Tina K. Bernard. Today, we speak to two creative and aspirational young women whom I'm lucky enough to work alongside and have grown to really love and respect over this past year. During lockdown, they've teamed together to create Black Misfits, their own podcast to showcase blackness in all forms, celebrating all facets of themselves and their experiences. Find out more about who these women are and what they have in store for us in the future. So I'm joined by Taffy and Ronnie today, um, and they are going to talk through their loves, their likes, their passions with me today. Just for us to get a little bit more insight into who they are behind the squares. So we're more than the influences that you see online, and I want to show that in this chat and in our um, future podcast. So let me just say a big hi and then introduce you and a big wave to Ronnie and Taffy. Hello. Hi. Hi. Hi, ladies. So you're my very first guests, and I'm really excited to record this with you. Um, so a bit of an intro. I know Taffy and Ronnie from work, and they have been my work buddies for nearly a year now. And yes. um, they have taught me so much. Through them, I kind of live vicariously, and they've made me feel a little bit younger. But I'm sure they probably think I'm more of an auntie than their age group, but I'll deal with that. That's fine. Um, I'll let them... I, I'm cool with this, you know. I was saying it. To, I think someone at work called me auntie the other day, and I nearly cried because I thought we were on a level. Now you're more sister. You're more sister than auntie to me. Thank you. You know, tell me a little bit about yourselves, Ronnie. Do you want to go first? Tell me who you are. Um, yeah. So my name's Ronnie. I um, can I just tell my age? I'm 24. I studied at Anger Ruskin University in Cambridge. I've just finished my third year in sports science and exercise. Not too sure what to do after that. Probably masters, probably a graduate scheme. I'm not too sure. Just still trying to figure that out. I am from Caribbean descent, African descent, you yeah. know. Born um, in Jamaica and moved to the UK when I was six. Lived with my nan till I was 16 and I moved in with my mum from the age of 16 to the age of 21. Um, my nan pretty much was the one that raised me, really, because my mum used to work late nights, you know, to put food on the table and everything, being a single mum. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I have two siblings. Um, one is my half-sister, which she still lives in Jamaica with her family. And then I have my sister here, um, who is 17 at the moment. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I've got so much I want to dig deep and ask questions about already. So <laughs> back to you. Wow. Taffy. Hi. Um, my name is Taffy. I'm 23. I almost said 22. I'm 23. Um, I went to Angie Ruskin as well. Same as Ronnie. Um, I studied biomedical science and I graduated. When did I graduate? Not In sure. October. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> it's been too long. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I studied biomedical science for three years. Um, I'll be very honest with you, don't think I'm going to be going down that route in my, <laughs> in my life. It was, you know, a three-year thing and I'm done. But um, yeah, I am from Zimbabwe. So my mum moved to, Z my mum, sorry, my mum moved to England in like 92. Mm -hmm. um, so I was born here um, 
and then I moved actually to Zimbabwe when I was 10 so I did my whole like primary school here moved to Zim when I was 10 and then I lived in Zim from the age of 10 till 16 and then I came back here so I've had I feel like I've had experiences of both lives Mm -hmm. like I kind of feel like I've lived two lives it's really weird um (laughs) (laughs) but um yeah so growing up in the house it was me my mama um my auntie and then after my brother was born he got added to the mix as well as my stepdad Um, this is such a long story but (laughs) (laughs) okay so (laughs) my my mum and my dad were never together Mm -hmm. they had me he disappeared don't know where I went and then my mum got together with my first stepdad they had my little brother who is Mm -hmm. now seven 18 oh my god my brother's 18 (laughs) (laughs) Uh, they had my brother and then they got divorced and then my mum got married to my second stepdad um who they are still together they've been together for like almost 16 years amazing um yeah so I've grown up in the house I would say with a father figure but then that's also just very complicated Mm -hmm. but I've grown up in I've grown up in a house with an interracial relationship damn near my whole life interesting um and then yeah similar to ronnie when i lived in zim my grandparents raised me basically for those six years because i lived with them so uh yeah i'm that, i'm sure we'll get deeper into it but that's like the, the the short version of the story yeah that's awesome so both of you which is quite interesting spent some time being schooled in a very different environment and uh, you know quite crucial years so yeah what's that like what's the difference in education what was the difference in the experience and would you would you change it if you could I've always said that I would never like the way that I did my schooling I would never ever change that because I feel like it's made me the person that I am right now Mm -hmm. I've always said that if I had gone to school like the whole time in the UK I'd be such a different person than I am right now so I'm very, very thankful for the experience. Now, at the time, a very different story. <laughs> my mum didn't tell us that we were moving. We were going to Zim for a Christmas holiday, as we normally do. And then when it came time to leave, my mum was like, right, we're going. You lot are staying here. Why <laughs> <laughs> oh, did parents do these things? I was just, I was so angry. I was so mad for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I got over it. And it was, to me, it was such a, a big culture shock um one not knowing the language very well oh wow in zim so it was like you know going to school primary because i i basically finished off my primary school while i was there so going to school not really knowing the language but because i was the girl from england i was really popular and everyone wanted to be my friends which was great (laughs) for like two years so it was it was like i said a really big culture shock when i first moved there i um was basically still going to day school Mm -hmm. And then when I moved into high school, I started going to boarding school, which was a completely different wow. experience. But um, yeah, it was definitely, in terms of like the education system, it was a really, really big culture shock for me because it was so strict. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't used to that here, where everything was a lot more relaxed um, with school and teachers and stuff like that. Whereas when I moved there, everything was so strict and it took me a while to get used to it. And then like I said going into high school and boarding school again that was a very different experience I'm not gonna lie I've repressed a lot of it I don't remember a lot of it because I'm just like 
not that it was not that it was traumatizing but it was it was definitely it had a big impact on me I think Mm -hmm. but yeah it was very interesting and it was a a really big culture shock to me that's totally understandable Ronnie Mm -hmm. how was your experience of being educated in Jamaica um I mean I don't really remember too much of it um to be honest I the thing is when I came here I was quite young I was six Mm -hmm. so I didn't I don't really remember a lot I just remember the experience of how I learned things there compared to how things are learned here so like Mm -hmm. I went to a private school here and I also went to a private school um in the Caribbean as well yeah private school that I went here was very was very strict the same thing with taffy um you know i'm going to boarding school so their grading system was completely different to the grading system that you know public schools had so for example from 100 to like 96 was an a and then 95 to like um 92 was a b anything below would be a C. <laughs> so I'd be like an S. APA, APA would be like a D. Anything below that would be a fail. Wow. And that's graded. So it was very, very strict when it comes to that. And because it was a Christian school as well, um, uniform was, they were strict on uniform. Boys and girls didn't really, you know, no mixing. The same room and all that yeah. stuff. So, And then like, because of how they worked is that public schools would have like reception mm-hmm. their their reception which i thought was amazing in their reception by the time a child reaches primary school mm-hmm. they already know how to read and write wow which is quite pre- impressive so they take the kids from age three onwards and then when they hit the primary section of the mm-hmm. private school they would have already known how to read and write which i thought amazing. was really but like in the Caribbean, I was only just learning my one, two, threes and ABCs. Yeah. But then my sister who started in the program, um, she already, at my age coming to the UK, she already would have known how to read and write and do her mm-hmm. maths and her mm-hmm. multiplications and all that stuff. So in the UK, it was a little bit more advanced than it was to the Caribbean, I would say. As the same thing with Taffy, I as a child I didn't really enjoy it as much as I got older because I started because there was everything combined in one I started primary school there and then afterwards you go to another building and then that's secondary school yeah. and then you want to stay on for like sixth form then you go to another building and mm-hmm. like that's how it worked um and then when I reached secondary school it wasn't as fun anymore yeah. because my friends outside would be doing things and I would have to do homework and all that stuff because you'd have homework like literally every day if you didn't do your work at school, yeah. if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like what else I, I didn't like about it is that when I went to college, I realised I was so closed off to the world mm-hmm. that when I went to socialise with people outside of the bubble that I've been in since I was 6 to 16, yeah. I didn't know how to open myself out if yeah. that makes sense because it wasn't a very big school as well i think the most they had was less than less than 200 kids Amazing. they had so your friends in the school were were not a lot you yeah. know and because you, you like we don't listen to music that the kids in the school listen to yeah. so the only thing that i knew was christian songs you know i didn't <laughs> know any of this like 
Oh, wow. Ben and Jay-Z and Beyonce and all that stuff. <laughs> like the closest thing that I came to like sexual, um, secular music was like Destiny's Child and Alicia Keys. Those were the only like, wow. like this was a school where like Mary Mary was played and Kurt so Frank. Cool. <laughs> and, you know, you know what I mean? Like, um, BB and CC whining, like, yeah. just like, well, they're all you know, tunes, though, they're good tunes. Yeah, they were. I'm not like, mm-hmm. like yeah, it was really, really good music, but I just felt like the, the only downfall from the school is I felt like they didn't prepare the kids to go out if you decide not to stay for college, uh-huh. they didn't really prepare you to go out into the outside world. Yeah. Do you know, does that make sense? It's a culture shock when you kind of leave yeah. your bubble. Yeah, because when I leave the bubble, it's like, I see things and I'm like, <gasps> and people my age were like, yeah, I see that every day. And I'm <laughs> like, that's really bad, like, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's, I felt like I was being born again and I'm now go, actually going through the world when I should have experienced some stuff before so I know how to manage myself, if that makes sense. So in that way, I kind of struggled a little bit in finding myself and adapting myself to it because I was really into my religion mm-hmm. and what the kids were doing was not part of my religion. Yeah. But then it's the temptation of following the crowd or being by myself, mm-hmm. you know? So, yeah. But That's hard to deal with as a child. Education-wise, it was amazing. Best education, I would say, ever. The teachers were supportive, you know, you get one-to-one, like, talks and, and training and everything like that. But mentally, I didn't think that they prepared their students, if that makes sense. And I guess it's like what Taffy said um, before when I kind of said, you know, would you change it? I guess even if you can see the downside of going, okay, you weren't actually prepared for things, it's made you the people you are. It's, it gave you yeah. the building blocks to, you know, to study the way you want to study, to become the people you want to become, and you know that's kind of priceless in its own way isn't it to you know have that one of the reasons i wanted to have you ladies on the show is because in our group work chats and things i heard you talk about the fact that you are going to do your own podcast very soon and that really 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 excited me and I'm so glad to hear about it and I just wanted to know a little bit more you know what is this podcast going to be about has it got a name yet Um, and where did the inspiration come from to actually start it so uh the podcast is called Black Misfits um and I think for us well, I'll speak for myself anyway, but I think Ronnie will agree. Um, it was <laughs> will she now? Will she? <laughs> she better. Goddamn. Um, I'm kidding. <laughs> but the events of the past, what, like month, two months now, everything was kind of coming to a head. And I think, again, I'm just going to speak for myself, but it was a lot of frustration um, in conversations not being had. Yeah. Um, important conversations that weren't being had and I guess frustrations from our workplace and experiences that we've had at work Um, but then also I think one of the one of the things is we we want to show that there are different kinds of black people out there we are not all just one like you see a black person and you automatically think you know you know them 
Uh-huh. Like we don't, we don't all listen to hip hop and R and B. We don't all listen to rap music. We don't all, you know. So we just want to showcase that there are different people out there. Um, but then also, I guess like yourself, bringing the stories of people from our community to the like forefront. Yeah. Um, and you know, our plan is to have a few guests come on there. Your name is already on the list. Don't you worry about that. <laughs> um, but we just we want to have conversations with different people and hear different people's stories because you know. Like I said, black people are not just, we're not a monolith. We're not all, all the same. So we just want to bring those stories to the forefront. But I'll let Ronnie, um, you know, give her all two cents. Yeah, I pretty much agree with Taff. I mean, this is something that we haven't just woken up one day and decided that we were going to do. It's something that we have been speaking about for a while now, actually. And we weren't too sure if we were definitely going to do it. It was just mouth. Yeah. um we thought you know what with what's going on it needs to be put out there that as she says there's different types of black it's not just one stereotypical black person everyone is exactly the same you know um and yeah as, as she said we want to take people on not just from that race you know uh-huh. not just black but different people from different backgrounds and just give their take on their experience of mm-hmm. being on the planet you know um and just hopefully if it does you know get bigger than load yeah no i mean i would i don't want to use the word if because i wish for it to get bigger than what it it will be nice to reach out and actually help the community and get more black artists and individuals names out there that are actually producing content that you know needs to be heard because i've i think probably two years ago i tried to stop listening to mainstream artists Mm -hmm. music wise because for me i feel when it comes to music i'm quite an old soul like i listen to old country as if a taff knows because i played her an old country song one time and she just laughed at me (laughs) (laughs) what is this Huh? Well, she's like, what is this? What is this music? Yeah, she laughed at me. And they were <laughs> laughing at me. And I love the song. Um, and like old R&B and, you know, a little bit of jazz and all mm-hmm. that stuff. So I stopped listening to mainstream arts because I just felt like the words that they were saying wasn't mean any- meaning anything anymore. And usually mm-hmm. when you listen to a song, it puts you in a certain mood and a state that you want to be in. But yeah. the songs now when you hear it you don't hear any emotion in it it's not as enjoyable as it was before mm-hmm. you know um so i stopped that and i started to listen to more um artists on like spotify and soundcloud yeah. not as well known and i know taffy's introduced me to quite a few and when you hear the talent in their voice it's, yeah. it's just amazing and it'll be nice if we can get more artists that actually produce their own music you know uh-huh. and write their own songs out there and not just people who are just doing it for the fun of it you know more people that have heart heart in what they do and just you know spread it all around that's amazing i i can actually envisage you doing like live podcast shows where you actually have like you know how you have like bbc sounds and yeah. they have all the live <laughs> um people on i probably got the wrong thing because i'm old and i don't listen to it but you know those things where you have the live stage and they yeah, all do their thing yeah so, just to I think our main goal in all of this is to just 
be a part of something that's completely different to what we call the norm because uh-huh. we've been in the norm so much that you know we've been numb to certain things that are happening and, and that's why we have what's happening now is because people have been so numb to it that they haven't you know got up and stand up yeah. or action to it and I just feel like now is the time where everything's resetting itself and yeah. everything changed in itself to actually be part of that change now because our you know grandparents and great-grandparents was part of that change when they first you know mm-hmm. came to the country and I feel like now it's time for us to put our stamp on everything that's going on. 100% I think you're right this is our time and I think I saw someone share something earlier about you know 2020 being the year that everything resets and I hope that's true I hope that it isn't just you know from everything whether it's the corona at the beginning of the year all the way through to how everyone's changed the way they work the way um they balance out their days because of um being on lockdown to then um the whole black lives matter movements and the um protests and people being so much more vocal and seeing all these companies you know pledge to change there's all these ways that we're trying to commit to change um, and you know being better human beings and if you know between the black community we can also do that as well it would yeah. be amazing absolutely amazing so on the topic of the black community um one of the reasons i obviously started thinking about doing this podcast was because of the um uk black influences directory that um i published at the beginning of june of this year mm-hmm. and that kind of that was amazing in that it was something I've done in a smaller scale many times it's like the third or fourth iteration of it but it blew up and it blew up big because you know I'm not naive it's because it was the day I published it it was just when um the protests were on it ended up being the day before blackout Tuesday so then people started amplifying it when they were amplifying voices I really don't like that term but I know everyone uses hashtag amplify the voice amplify voices and my post did the rounds then um and i think there was over twenty thousand hits this one page of my blog in a day it was that's amazing that is so amazing like that Um, is so amazing so i was chuffed with it but what i got from it is you know loads of people were like inboxing me going thank you thank you for this i found all these people i didn't know about i found all these people you know i want to i can now look at people who have the same hair as me who has the same skin mm-hmm. complexion as me and i want to learn how to do makeup like them or you know mm-hmm. someone i'm into fitness and i'm seeing all these fitness influences i did not know about and um that made me go i really want to do this podcast because i really want to show kind of as, as you guys are saying that we are not a monolith there are so many sides to us as black people and even more to what we choose to show on Instagram. So you may decide that, you know, all you're going to show is pictures of your cat, but you're more than a cat person or, you know, all you're <laughs> going to show is, you know, how amazing you can do your nails, but you know, there's more to you. You might have a PhD in microbiology for we know, we, you know, so I wanted to tell those stories. Um, and I found loads of new favorite influences while I've done it. Um, that I'm now following and wondering how did I live my life without knowing they did <laughs> And I wanted to know who are your favourite um, black influencers, if you have any. Um, and yeah, it doesn't have to be. What I really liked about it is it wasn't just you know people showing lifestyle. They 
people recommended artists, they recommended poets, they recommended musicians, you know, we've got people who um, are marathon runners, there's all sorts of people on there. So it doesn't have to be your, um, maybe what you see is more of a traditional influencer. Who do you recommend? Who is your favourite? I just want to go back to your point mm-hmm. where you were saying, um, oh, it's left my brain now. Taffy, <laughs> what's going on? Anyway, I'll get back to it. Uh, it's been a long day. Yeah. Um, but like, I'd say a couple of my favourite, I guess, influencers, if I'd even call them that. Well, a couple of them are, but um, if I'm talking on this side of the pond, um, yeah. and I'll touch on the other side of the pond in a second, okay. but there's people like um, Annie Drea, she's a YouTuber. So she does more like beauty and lifestyle stuff. Um, but she has been um, in the YouTube game for a while Um, and like listening to her story and stuff it's taken us such a long time to get to where she is Mm -hmm. Um, she's definitely one of the people that I watch the most Um, and then if we're talking like podcast wise the receipts podcast is a podcast I listen to week in amazing so we've got Tolly T, we've got Audrey, Ghana's Finest, and we've got mm-hmm. Milena. Those three girls, hilarious. They're Funny. amazing. I love them. I love them. Um, and then we've got Kelechi. We oh, cannot, yeah. I feel like you cannot talk about black women, UK influencers, and not mention Kelechi. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like I Kelechi know. is such a, a, a huge voice for black women in the UK. Mm-hmm. Um, like, it would be remiss if we didn't mention her. Um, talking, I guess, the other side of the pond, because I listen to, as much as I do listen to a lot of, like, UK artists and podcasts and stuff like that, mm-hmm. um, I feel like, and this is purely just from growing up, because we used to watch a lot of American TV and stuff like that, um, and moving to Zim, it kind of got me a little bit out of touch with what was going on on this side. Uh-huh. Um, but um, The Read is one podcast that I listen to religiously, and I would implore anybody to listen to The Read. Okay. Um, it's hosted by Kid Fury and Crystal. Um, they both live in New York. Kid Fury used to be a YouTuber, um, but then they moved into this podcast world about seven, seven, eight years ago. Wow. They've had this podcast running for a very long time, um, and they, t- they talk about everything. So they are both gay. Mm-hmm. and black yeah. um but they talk about everything they talk about you know um like hot topics that are going on in the world and mm-hmm. one thing that i really love that they do on their podcast is every week they shout out um or they have a segment called black Ecl- black excellence wow Amazing. that word just refused to come out um, <laughs> where <laughs> where they shout out um someone from the black community who is done doing something great so it's not necessarily a, it doesn't have to be like a celebrity anything like that just yeah. people in the community that are doing good for the community and they do this every single week and it's so amazing, amazing. um but yeah that's just to name a few that i can think of off the top of my head thank you mm. ronnie i feel like you guys are not gonna like me but <laughs> i i don't i don't really have influences i'm not gonna lie i i'm not really uh, a person to sit and watch like youtube videos and get mm-hmm. into to things like that and for me the last three years i've just been studying and working so i haven't really had time to you know focus on other things um yeah i don't think i have one person that i could say that 
is a huge, huge influence of, to me at the moment, to be honest. That is absolutely fine. I mean, there's a few people that I follow that I agree with what they say, but I haven't been following them long enough to completely say that this is definitely someone that I would mm. put on that, if that makes sense. I I'm just being, just being honest. <laughs> and I adore the honesty. I love that. You could have quickly Googled and came up with a <laughs> name. But I love this person. Yeah. But no, I think it's all about that honesty. And you did what you should be doing. You were in your books. I will never berate you for that. <laughs> you should have been doing. That's the right answer. Tappy, why weren't I you just, in your books? First of all, I was. <laughs> I graduated. Okay, that's all that. That's all that counts. Well done. Well done. Ask, ask me again in a year. Ask okay. Year. <laughs> I just remembered my other point actually. Mm-hmm. Um, that you mentioned, like people are more than they are. They, what am I saying? There's more to people than um, like behind the little square on Instagram, yes. basically. Yeah. And that really like hits home for me because. Before, I guess, this whole, like, George Floyd mm-hmm. um, murder and then everything escalating from there, my Instagram stories used to be funny memes, yeah. sexual memes, you know, all of this funny stuff and people would ha-ha, ha-ha, you know, yeah. and stuff like that. Um, and I was like, do you know what? I, I made it a point to stop posting stuff like that. Okay. And I was like, people, like, people, for example, people from work would come up to me and be like, ha saw your Instagram about this, 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 that's so funny. And I feel like people had this, maybe this perception of me okay. from what I would put on Instagram. Yeah. More specifically, people that I didn't really talk to would have this perception of me from what I put on Instagram. So I was like, actually, I'm going to make a point because there is more to me than these funny memes that I'm posting on Instagram. So I was like, I'm going to make it a point to push this Black mm-hmm. Lives Matter movement on my posts, on my story. I don't care if I'm pissing people off. Mm-hmm. These are things that a lot of you need to hear and it's so funny like in the past month or whatever something that someone has said to me is it's it's funny to see a different side to people or it's interesting to see a different side to people I'm like exactly that was my whole point behind doing this is I'm not just this person who posts these things on Instagram and stuff like that like there is a whole other side to me Mm um albeit a more serious side but it, it is a side to me that exists um yeah, I just wanted to like bring that up because I'd forgotten. That's amazing. Do you feel that you are under pressure now? So my um, Instagram following went up by about two, three thousand based on that post I did, and to me that was crazy. That's more more growth than I've had in like two years. Happened in a week. <laughs> like, what is this? Where have you been? But like personally, I find whereas before, like. You know, as you do, you post to silly memes. You just, you know, I might post me walking down the street and just have a post of my feet because I wanted to. Um, and now I feel under a certain level of pressure about to think twice about what it is I post and what it is mm-hmm. um, I do. I'm trying to not give into that and just post what I feel like. But now I feel like there's a certain level of responsibility. Do you feel that you have a responsibility um, to post certain things or to have a certain tone in what you post to your feeds? that's to you Ronnie as well right now I feel like I do um and that's purely because both of you know that I've taken on a slightly larger role yeah responsibility with work Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. and I kind of feel like people are kind of looking to me um 
for like information and education which I know I don't I, I know I don't need to take on that burden or take on that that extra weight but yep. to me it's kind of feeling like that however I am trying to get it into my brain that this is my Instagram page I can post what I want mm-hmm. and I'm trying to you know like there's there's always a, a healthy balance of posting stuff so I don't I'm trying to get out of the frame of feeling guilty for posting some makeup stuff yeah like I used to do before yeah. um so yeah I was I was kind of feeling a little bit like you said like a pressure to to be posting um more like socially conscious stuff mm-hmm. um but I'm trying to sort of move out of that mindset because like I said it's my Instagram page I can post what I want um but then it's also like reading the room um and just knowing when to post what to post what to post mm. and when to post it but yeah I feel you Ronnie how about you do you feel that you you feel pressure to post certain things or is your page your realm and you do what you want with it I I do not care <laughs> I, don't, I don't care if I piss you off I don't care if you feel uncomfortable if you feel some type of way come to me and speak to me about it um I feel like at the moment for me I've it's the same for Utah. I don't post so much of myself on my story. What I tend to do now is I have a separate story, which are for like close friends. Mm-hmm. And then I have my main story. And, and I feel like the, when I want a message to go out to more people and I feel like it's important mm-hmm. and I want it to be heard, then I'll post it on my overall story where everyone can see it but if it's just something about my life where for example if I'm going for a bike ride or if I bake some cookies or if I've kicked some food or something like that I would put that in my close friend story because like my life right now I feel matters but it doesn't matter as much as what's going on right now if that makes sense you you don't need to know what I've like you, you don't need to know if I've gone to the toilet. You don't need to know if I've gone to the shop. You know. I don't know if your close yeah, friends want to know. To be fair, <laughs> all that matters now is what's going on, and that's what needs to be seen, and that's what needs to be heard. Um, and then once that has been dealt with, then I'll take whatever's yeah. my life and put it back onto you know the main things. But if I put something on there which involves me dancing, and then afterwards it has something about Black Lives Matter, I really don't, I don't, just enjoy the dancing and enjoy what comes afterwards, you know? <laughs> well, you know what, we're multifaceted faceted human beings, so all of that is all of you, right? All those sides of you, exactly. you can love dancing, exactly. it doesn't mean you don't love Black Lives Matter, you can love yeah. making cookies or eating gigantic ones like she yeah. had <laughs> when we started this podcast, you can't see it, but it was amazing. <laughs> we're all very jealous of these cookies of hers, but yeah. you know, I think... Um, that cookie was big mm-hmm. i'm always eating man i need to stop <laughs> <laughs> no harm in that but you know i think it's important that we celebrate all sides of ourselves and feel comfortable um still being us and i don't mm-hmm. think that us supporting a movement or being you know pro-black or anti-racist means we can't still show where we love to go for bike rides or what we love to um, do about makeup like i was i think i put a post up about Taffy the other day and it probably felt really weird for those who've um, just followed me because of the directory list because there's me suddenly yeah. going here's my woman crush here's Taffy <laughs> she taught me how the importance of having eyebrows you know but I just felt like sharing that love at that moment because like I was drawing my eyebrows on and I was like I never did this until I met Taffy I just, just walk around can I like, just say <laughs> can know? I just say the day that you posted that 
Um, first of all, my heart felt very, very warm. I was like, this is so sweet. But then also, it was a day that I had not, I had had no sleep at all. <laughs> so I saw it, and my first instinct was tears. Oh, so I was like, this is so sweet. And I don't know, like, obviously, it's so sweet. And I was like, this is like. <sighs> I've had an impact on someone's life and that's just so great. But then also the tiredness just had me feeling so emotional. It's like, oh my God, Tineke loves me. Oh, I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm literally, I was coming into work and I still remember the first day I met both of you. So I remember, um, Rana, you started the same day as me, but you had this confidence and I assumed you'd work there forever. And oh, wow. I, kind of, I remember smiling at you across and I just love that girl's hair and look at her confidence. <laughs> I smiled and you did not smile back. And I was like, what? I know, oh my days, sorry. <laughs> It's okay. But then afterwards you went there. I'm like, where's she gone? And they're like, oh, you had to go do something. Um, and you started a bit later afterwards. But it turns out that was your first day. And I'm like, oh, no wonder. She was just as nervous as I was. No wonder. <laughs> yeah, I was nervous. <laughs> so I'm like, I forgive you. But I was thinking, like, oh, she's so cool. Look at this. This is the epitome of, you know, the company we work for. She just, she just screams that company. And then I'm like, wow. But she won't smile at me, though. That's okay. <laughs> I'm not really like that. I'm no, like... you're you're awesome. So, uh, but it's like both of you left this lasting impression. And then Taff, Taffy, with you, I remember just like, it's, like how is someone this glamorous for work? I don't even look like this. I know. Out. Sometimes when she comes in, she's so beat, and I'm like, oh my days, what are you, you doing are... here? You're not gassing me. Seriously, like even on this call, I need to make sure I'm going to screen print some of this. So I'm going to use a bit of the video so people can see. Like, this is your stay-at-home makeup. <laughs> Beat for the gods. Beat for the gods. I did go to work. Let me just tell you that, and I okay. just hosted the call, so I had to look presentable. Okay. Mate, I'm all hair oily and shiny in this room, and I don't. I thought about putting some powder on at least. And I was like. Mm. <laughs> Oh, oh. No, you gassed me too much, Ren. Thank so, you. Yeah, it's, it's just, I'm, I'm glad to have you ladies here and I'm glad to share um, the love I have for you both on here. And I hope that like big things come from your podcast. I think it's just a lovely message and I think it's really important that people who don't fit into like boxes have, have somewhere, you know, safe and somewhere welcoming to go and share their stories and show their talent as well. I wanted to ask you so I'm gonna crack on before I just go down a love fest with you lot um one <laughs> of them was what are you reading what are you reading right this second because that's another massive love of mine books what are you reading or what did you last read I'm not gonna lie to you guys I'm not a reader at all I, I am I'm not a reader I listen to a lot of podcasts um and I read up on things more mm. medical wise than I do like nonfiction and yeah you know well, you're I mean I'm studying aren't you I mean I've literally just finished <laughs> I finished a week ago um yeah. I mean I would love to start reading again because there's, there's a lot of things that I I mentally want to stretch my brain to you know mm. um just to work on myself spiritually and I feel like there's a lot of books towards that that will help with you know self growth yeah. but most of the books that i've i've been reading have just been like um Netflix. sports science 
like yeah <laughs> medical books and all that stuff so yeah it'll be nice to get out of that because I literally feel like I've been in education for years yeah <laughs> it's just it's just a lot yeah but yeah maybe a reader can recommend you a good book or maybe yeah even... for my first book my first book do you have are you a, are you a reader or am I gonna have to disown both of you no, I'm, I'm, I'm reading. I'm reading. Don't you worry. I'm reading. Um, I'm right sorry. Now, <laughs> right now, <laughs> we disappointed, girl. We disappointed you. Um, right now, I can't remember the name of the author, but I'm reading a book called Human. No, it's not called Human. It's called Sapiens. Oh, I've heard good um, things about this. A brief history of humankind, and it is by Yuval Noah Harari. I've probably butchered that man's name, but. <laughs> <laughs> I've tried it's really interesting so far it's basically I mean it says it in the title it's a brief history of humankind um, <laughs> Ron Seal so that's what it says on the can yeah <laughs> exactly so so far that's been that's been really good but I'm about to start reading um When They Call You a Terrorist by Patrice Conkillers yeah um which quick shout out it's free on iBooks right now amazing Ooh, I might that. Add that. maybe that should be um, my first one that sounds like a good first yeah. book um, so she's one of she's actually one of the co-founders of the Black Lives Matter organization. Amazing. Um, so yeah, I'm about to start reading that. So hopefully that's going to be good. But yeah, Sapiens so far, mm, so good. good I've got one. I'll give you afterwards. Um, it's called Stay with Me, and it's one that was recommended by someone on Instagram for me. And mm-hmm. it's based in Nigeria. And I'm trying to read a bit more um, black books, but not necessarily black books written here, and not necessarily black books written in America either, because there's loads of those too. Um, so mm-hmm. stay with me. I'm not sure where she it is a Nigerian who wrote it, but I'm not sure where she's based. But um, I would recommend that as well. It's a really interesting read and it takes some very unexpected twists. I was like, literally this morning, I woke up early just so I could continue reading while my other half was sleeping. Just oh, it sounds like good. Reading this book. <laughs> so it's a, it's a really good read. It's like... Um, to be fair, I have no TV at the moment. Our projector broke, so I'm limited to um what i'm doing to entertain myself so it's all about books right now um, i have a couple more um i have a couple more book recommendations if you don't mind yeah (laughs) um one book that i really really loved and this is one of my favorite people Mm. on the entire planet like you know when you get asked um if you could invite some like five people to a dinner party who would you invite invite yeah this person is always off my list trevor noah yes i love trevor noah so um his book his book born a crime is amazing um, it's so good it is so good it gives you like it's funny it's informative like everything like he's just he's my favorite person on the planet um <laughs> i am proud to say that i've met him before what? he blew up before he was what? before he was popping you know um i went to one of his comedy shows back in bristol this was like 2014 wow mm um but yeah so trevor noah and then the other one was um which i'm sure a lot of people have read but becoming by michelle obama yeah oh brilliant book as well an amazing book did you want to make special of course well done of course that's my queen (laughs) (laughs) fair play i feel you like that yeah that is a book i remember I was gifted it, I think maybe like my other half gifted it for me for Christmas and I'd gifted it to my mum for Christmas and she gifted me one as well. I was like, oh my gosh, we've just got so many <laughs> of the same books. But yeah, it's definitely worth reading for sure. 
so, oh, I was going to say like you're at that crossroads in your lives now where you finish university, you've got the whole world in front of you. Um, and at the same time, it's, you know, you've got these exciting opportunities. I think the, the whole landscape as well is changing so much this year. So things that maybe weren't opportunities that were, would have been afforded you before, maybe they are now. Um, so what does that look like for you? What do you want to achieve? I'll let you go first, Ronnie. <laughs> Taffy's thinking about it, that's why. <laughs> Thank you, Taff. Didn't even give me time to think. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I, to be honest, I just, I, I thought, for me, I thought I really had my life figured out. Like, I, I didn't want to go to uni. Um, I left college um I was a PE teacher for a while um and then I went into retail and worked at CEX and I worked myself from, from you know sales assistant all the way to running the store yeah. and I was happy with the money you know I was content I just didn't I didn't want to go to uni I was all good yeah and then I had like a word with my mum um about it and she was really on me going to uni and getting an education and all that stuff um and I actually applied for uni three times wow. so the first time I applied for it um uh it was just straight after college and then I decided that I didn't want to go because I thought I wasn't ready I just thought I wasn't mature enough to go I just didn't um and then when the next year came I applied again um going to the unis I wanted to get into and then I was like, <laughs> I don't want to go. And my mom's like, you can't keep on doing this. Like, you need to make up your mind. And then the third time I applied, um, I got into the unis again. Um, and then I was actually meant to go to uni in Birmingham. Oh, wow. I wasn't actually meant to come to Cambridge. Mm -hmm. um, but I, the only reason why I came to Cambridge is because my girlfriend at the time um, lived here. And it just made sense to instead of going somewhere else and having that long distance, like education is education, you know? Yeah. Um, so I just transferred here instead. Um, I went to Anglia Ruskin. Um, still not sure if I want to do a master's um, or just go into a grad scheme. Mm -hmm. um, for me, myself, I'm more of a hands-on type of person. I'm not very book smart, even though I've just spent three years <laughs> <laughs> Degree, yeah. <laughs> but I I've realized that for me I'm I'm not going to uni made me realize I'm definitely not an academic person not saying that I don't have the knowledge and I can't apply myself mm -hmm. I can because I've done it it's just I've realized it's just I I'm that type of person that rather be out in the world doing something than to be yeah. sitting at a desk and typing out notes and mm -hmm. sending emails and not I mean it's not job because people enjoy doing that but well, passion, right? it's just yeah. not for me and whatever road I go down I just would like it to be something where I am having an impact on someone else mm. actually doing it and not just physically just being here for the fun of it yeah. Uh, so yeah it's just looking at you know what the next process is and just taking time out now for myself to definitely figure out what I want to do instead of jumping into 
into something else. So mm-hmm. I'm, yeah, at that stage, still trying to figure it out. But hopefully it's all good things <laughs> to come. I'm sure it's going to be amazing whatever you <laughs> Period. But yeah. Period. Uh, for myself, um, I guess, like, going, okay, basically, like I said, my degree is in biomedical science, mm-hmm. which the Lord knows I'm not going to use that. Um, <laughs> when I, so basically, growing up, like, I was always pushed, you know, you have to do well in maths, you have to do well in science, you're going to be a doctor, first mm-hmm. doctor in the family, all yeah. of that sort of stuff. So, you know, growing up, doing my GCSEs, I made sure to focus on, on math, science, da, 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 you know, so I could get into sixth form. Yeah. Sixth form, I did biology, chemistry, and French. Mm-hmm. I did math for a little bit, but I couldn't confirm it. Uh, <laughs> and then, <laughs> so, you know, even, even then, sixth form, you know, I was pushing biology, chemistry, da, 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 I'm going to go be a doctor. Yeah. When it now came to applying for uni, I've applied, I've applied. Um, I also originally wasn't going to come to Cambridge. Okay. I was heading to, I was heading for Brighton mm-hmm. to go to their medical school. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I got to like sixth form and doing my, my um, A-levels. And I was like, you know what? This is hard. <laughs> and I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it. Um, so as much as, I'm not saying that I didn't try. I did try. Yeah. Um, but the grades I got, they wouldn't have allowed me to go off and do medicine. Okay. Which now I kind of thank God for because I don't think mm-hmm. I would have been able to affirm that I definitely would have dropped out of medical school. Mm-hmm. That is um, so I got my grades and I got my little whatever and I went to go and do biomedical science at DCU. Um, but then halfway through my degree, I was kind of like, I don't have the same. I used to love science and I used to love all of that stuff, but I don't have the same passion for it that I do now. Uh-huh. Um, and, you know, I kind of like I, I toyed with the idea of dropping out. Wow. I was like, if I drop out, my mother's going to disown me. Okay. She's not going to do that. Yeah. But I was like, if I drop out, it's just not going to go over the family. So let me finish this. Let me let mm-hmm. me get my degree. Mm-hmm. Um, so at least I can say that I've got it and I've done it. Yeah. yeah. Um, in terms of where I would go, I'm kind of the same as I, same as Ronnie. Like, I think I'm done with education. A master's is not in my <laughs> yeah, books. Not the one. None of that is the in one. my books. I'm tired. <laughs> I'm ring. not doing that education thing no more. So... Right now, I'm happy where I'm at. Uh-huh. Um, I kind of I'm happy where I'm at within the company. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like for myself and like I said, you guys know the like the work that I've been doing. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like there is there is I've definitely found that there are probably more opportunities for me to grow within the company, and if that happens, that's so great. Amazing. Um, outside of that, um, you guys know I love my makeup. Hmm. And I've been saying, and I know I've been saying this to you, to Nikkei, over and over again. Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get on my YouTube. I'm gonna get yeah. on my YouTube. <laughs> we'll um, see it when it happens. Are right? you gonna get on your YouTube? I'm saying this now, and I'm saying this on this podcast because this is now going in, out into the world. Other people, and other people are now gonna hear this and hold me to it. By yeah. the end of this, by the end of this year. Yeah. Because let me let me not because that's what that's now six months, right? By the okay. end of this year, Speaking YouTube channel. Sorry? Speak the truth. Go on. I'm speaking the truth. Oh, God. <laughs> Go on. If I had my Bible close to me, I'd hold my hand on the Bible. Go on. By the end of this year, mm-hmm. the YouTube channel will be coming. By the end of the year, watch this face. By the end of this year. Okay. okay? So, okay. Ronnie and I are both giving Tappy some serious side eye at the moment. This is yeah. We need to understand I can it. Feel, I can feel your eyes inside my soul. Okay. Um, <laughs> but... <laughs> 
But um, um, yeah, I should um, be subscribing at the end of this year. Yeah, is that what you're saying? That's what I'm saying. By the end okay. of this year. Okay. By the end okay. of this year. Um, we'll do this. <laughs> I feel like I feel like we should add a video into this. Not actually just making the channel. We need to have at least content on the channel as well. Okay. Yeah, we need to be very okay. clear I feel, about I feel like that's expect. more of a challenge. Okay, cool. So the YouTube, the YouTube I channel will exist. Like something. And there will be there will be content for you to view. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Um. So that's like a, that's like a more serious thing that I like honestly that I do want to get into. Mm-hmm. Um. So there's that work, and then just as like a little side thing, I'd love to build up my little food page a little bit more. Yeah. Um, I know I've kind of fell off with the cooking a little bit because I haven't cooked as much in the past three weeks. Mm-hmm. I've been stressed out. Um, but yeah, I definitely want to do a little bit more with my food page. And, um, I was just thinking while we were talking as well, a goal that I'd love for us to have for the podcast. Yeah. Um, is, I don't know if any of you watch Insecure. Of course. Oh my gosh. Okay. (laughs) But like, I was so inspired by the block party that Issa did. And I was like, it would be so cool. Cause like how we've spoken about wanting to bring, you know, like more black artists to the forefront and Mm -hmm. people who aren't so much in the mainstream, black businesses, whether it be food, Mm -hmm. hair, whatever. I'd love for us to have that sort of event. Mm -hmm. And I'm not like, obviously this is like a long-term goal. I'd love for us to have an event like that. That would be so much fun. I don't wish you to that's yeah. amazing like i i really would and, and the reason why i would like to do something like that is because um being in london there was usually um events at um shoreditch box park yeah and i knew i knew the event was held i i didn't personally know who held the event but i knew it was held by a, a black individual because um they basically rented the whole top area mm-hmm. and they had like drinks um there and it was literally just, it was nice to be in a room where it was just, you were just surrounded by, I mean, there was white people there, but you were just surrounded by young black people. And they had like people come out in the crowd where they like, does anyone here have a talent? Does anyone here, you know, do poetry or anything like wow. that? And you have one individual that you wouldn't even know. And she would come up and she would sing a song that she wrote. And it's hearing different sides to people in their music and in their artistry and i just like things like that and it's nice to see that they were doing stuff like this every month every couple of weeks because these kids could be out here doing you know whatever it yeah. could be doing anything you know and, yeah. it, and it was an event that you could get into for free you didn't have to pay Amazing. you know yeah. and the only thing you'd pay for is if you wanted a drink or if you wanted some food or anything like that but i just and I, what I liked about it is that it was an environment that you felt no negativity. There was yeah. no negativity there, you know? There was no people booing. There wasn't anyone, you know, shouting while someone else is talking. Like, everyone respected everyone's space and what they were saying, you know? It was, it was just really nice. And then you would have someone who would come and do spoken word and they would hit something in you that you didn't even realise that that actually affected you or made you feel some type of way and it was just nice because then you have people who were from like your we had this one person that was from bristol and he had this one person that grew up in like east london and how when they spoke about their life through their music you can see how they grew up in england but it's two different effects that they've had it and they're both black but the effects of how 
they it's are in different thing. places was it's 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 just it's powerful, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So I'd love for us to do an event event. like that. Yeah. I'd love to do an event like that. Well, watch Uh, this space. Hopefully, maybe next summer we'll see this popping up in Cambridge or somewhere near us. And we'll remember that you spoke about it here and it was a light bulb moment. Um, (laughs) I would love to see that. I think it would be just so refreshing. I think anywhere that kind of um, celebrates black excellence, that celebrates people coming together and just vibing off of each other is just magical. So I hope that happens. I really do. Um, I'm so thankful that you guys both took the time to speak to me. I know like you've had busy, like we work in the same place. So I know just how hectic everyone's time has been <laughs> at the moment. So it, you know, I'm so thankful. And like, yeah, this has taken weeks in the making to find a time that works for us because we have all been knackered. So yeah, yeah it's been a really long week. Appreciate it. It's been a long mm-hmm. week. Um, I'm going to put in the comments for everyone um, what your Instagram handles are and where to find you. And we'll make sure we catch up with you when your podcast goes live so we can celebrate that and make sure people know where to find the podcast as well. And I think we'll definitely really- have you on there as well. Thank you so much. And I know you've already, of got, course. Know you've already got an Instagram page for the podcast. Yeah, we did. So we'll yeah. that as well. Um, ladies, it has been a pleasure to speak to you. Uh, but, Thank uh, you so much for having us. Thank yeah, you. thank you, thank you. And yeah, um, it's just been an honour. And so I'll let you get on with your lives now. <laughs> and yeah, catch up and long may um, your illustrious careers continue. Oh, thank, thank you, you babe. Thank, thank you so much. Thank you, TK.